It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Okay. 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 I want to ask you something. Uh, go ahead and Do ask. you believe that there's two types of handsome? Unconventional handsome and traditional handsome? No, I wouldn't simplify it to just two types. I think it's a spectrum. No, I think, I think be... there's two types. Okay, please, do tell. I think I am unconventionally handsome. No, I think you're I conventionally. Think you are traditionally handsome. Mm, because, traditionally, yeah, because I think you have that like very manly, especially when you grow a beard. You have a very like manly look to you. You have a very, very grizzly. A very yeah, you know what I mean. Rugged. We could put you in a lumberjack out, outfit, or we could put you in like a welder's hat, or we could put you in like a, a, a navy uniform or something, and you would, and you'd be able to pull it off, right? Uh-huh. Me, on the other hand, I kind of have to go off this idea of like, ooh. That's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of like have to have one out there thing, a hat on a hat, if you will, and make it an interesting No, point. you're not going to look any more handsome if you put two hats on. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> I know. I was just taking the literal sense. But also, I've seen you in a sailor's outfit from theater, <laughs> and you look like someone that could be a sailor. Yeah, but that's different. I look good. I look good in collars, right? That's, uh-huh. But I don't like... You could look good in anything. You're very photogenic. I think. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think you can... You know, there's certain things that... that, that work for me and then there's and then you could pretty much pull off like a grandma's knitted sweater and like a, a cherry flavored condom what i could pull those off yeah. because i'm the traditional type of handsome i could pull off a cherry flavored condom which is only different from traditional condoms because of its flavor it has nothing to do with the aesthetic and a grandma sweater i actually mm. i'll take that as a heavy compliment <laughs> welcome 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 my name is alejandro and my name is christian baltazar and we are here at the headquarters of ICBTB podcast, also known as Christian's mom's house, also known as uh, it can't be that bad, also known as uh, the greatest podcast on planet Earth, also known as whatever the fuck you want to call it, because boys, gals, and every, anything and everything in between. If you're listening to this, we love you, baddies. We love you, and you know what will make us love you even more if you rate and review us. Rate on- us. Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify, and that's uh, that's all we could really ask for. Five stars only, because anything less than that, I will find you. Keep okay, going. let them know will. what you'll do when you find them. Oh, Tell oh. them what you'll do when you, you find them. You want me to them. play the heavy right now? Yeah, keep going. I could be, I, I could Tell be an antagonist Christian. if Tell I want. Him. Tell them. You you know, if you rate us four stars, whoo! If you rate us three stars, what are you I will. Do? What are you do? Tell I will find Tell you. I will uh, yeah, knock you you on your them? door uh-huh. and I they will open? say, "Hey, yeah? if I was your neighbor, uh-huh. I would never let you borrow a teaspoon of sugar." Boom. And I would also say, "Hey, if you ever come to my house, even though it is a Filipino cultured mm-hmm. household." I'll tell my mom not to feed you. It makes you physically ill to be this mean, huh? Dude, I can't. You can't. You it's are like hard. having a really tough time even it's, thinking of some rude comment to have a comeback to. I've done improv this for a long interesting. time. It's difficult to play the mean character. No, it's not. It has to be highly exaggerated. It no. has to be a caricature for me to remotely play. But I, I generally, I'm just too nice. We General know too nice. That's why I leave all the mean stuff to you. You leave all the comedy to me, too. We watched a movie today, guys, called, called X-Men, X-Men Origins, Origin. semicolon, Wolverine. Um, I think just colon, not semicolon. Semicolon has the comma in it. That well, we, would be a funny title, though. <laughs> semicolon. It's like not the end of that sentence. So, like, <laughs> so it's X-Men Origins, Wolverine, <laughs> but not X-Men Origins. 
Wolverine. Uh, leave a comment below if you properly Eng- know how to use a semicolon. English is fun. It's weird. English is fun. This <laughs> the movie, hardest language. Uh, was actually suggested to us by two people or one person? Uh, just one person. One person. My friend Jeff. Yes, Jeff. Um, Jeff is a good buddy of mine. So if you're listening, Jeff, shout out to Jeff. We'll give you a thousand more. Um, cool guy. I used to work at the Cheesecake Factory with him. Uh, if I remember correctly, he is a PI right now. <laughs> Private <laughs> I mean, investigator? Yes. Um, or works with the what PI a PI or something. What a crazy transition. Or was going to like studying to be a PI or something like that. Uh-huh. Something to do with, with that. Uh-huh. Or I made that up, you know? But it's my show, so fuck off. Fuck it. And uh, it's a cool occupation to make up if it wasn't actually his. We're yeah, I'm not saying dope. he's like a fucking uh, elephant shit scooper. No. Which and is going to come into a different episode. Hey, that's respectable. Someone's got to do it. Someone has to do the dirty work. You ever see that show Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? Uh, no, but I'm familiar with it. It is fantastic. And honestly, I think if you live in America, you should watch that show because you need to understand what it takes to live in this country. What is the dirtiest job that you saw in Dirty Jobs? Uh, honestly, the grossest job was uh, when he was inseminating horses. That's a crazy. I've heard of dolphin trainers inseminating dolphins, mm-hmm. like having to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, to do that to a horse, it's quite. Uh, it was quite an episode. Yeah, I did. They censor it, like well, a, like a Japanese porno. I don't think you see anything quite like that, but you don't need to. Yeah, you and, understand what's happening, and this is why this is an explicit show, guys. <laughs> and I, little Matthew, I'm sorry, I don't. We don't want to stay on the topic of horse dicks for too long, but it's not one you, la- it's us. It's it's us. We're the we're the issue here. And, and this is why you can't hang out with us. No, we, ten years. I will act like your uh, innocent, filtered uncle whenever I see you, but until you are 18, I'm going to with no jokes. Yeah, no zero jokes. jokes. Zero jokes. Zero humor. I will just be. Very hello, young man. Filtered with you. Hello, shake. I will shake <laughs> hands with you. Uh, I will help you succeed in life. And right now, at your age, listening to this podcast will not help you succeed. At Correct, Amundo. But let's move on yeah, with the itty bitty the- nitty gritty committee. Would you like to delete it? I would love to. I I get so happy whenever you ask me. I to haven't it. looked at the Google percentage either, so you know uh, that'll be a fun game beautiful. to play. Beautiful. Okay. Um. So here's the itty bitty nitty gritty committee for X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, the synapses coming right at you. Right, 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 Seeking right. solace from his dark past, Logan, also known as Hugh Jackman, better known as Wolverine. <laughs> no, 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 hang on. Logan isn't also known as Hugh Jackman. Logan is Nowadays. played by okay. Hugh Jackman. Let me change don't, it up. Then. Don't. Is that what the synopsis says? No, it's okay. parentheses Hugh Jackman. Played by Hugh. That parentheses. Played by Hugh Jackman. Am Continue. I infuriating you from this? No, but you'll infuriate me if you slam my, my yeah, laptop in the table. Uh, for you listeners out there, I almost dropped his expensive MacBook. Oh um, man! Aren't see, they all? let me start over. Take a breath. To me, Christian. Here's your objective. Okay, ready? Okay. Listen, I'm you are a top tier movie critic. That's me. In 2009, and you have been given the job of introducing the world. To 20th Century Fox's new flagship film, X-Men Origins, okay. colon, Wolverine. Okay. The floor is yours, sir. All right. Thank you. I'm going to act like I'm presenting this at a press conference. Is this what you would say at the press conference? <laughs> no. I would say, hi, guys. I'm uh, I'm the uh, main publicist for X-Men Origins, Wolverine. This is, this is good. Uh, you guys must have heard rumors about what it's about, but I have the official synopsis for you. Yay! Yay! Uh, Seeking solace from his dark past, Logan, played by Hugh Jackman, better known as Wolverine, played by Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Wait. 
<laughs> Wait. <laughs> seems to be seems to have found love and contentment with Kayla Silverfox, played by Lynn Collins. Logan's peaceful existence is shattered when Victor Creed, played by Lee Schreiber, his vicious brother, brutally murders Kayla. Logan's thirst for revenge propels him into the Weapon X program where he undergoes a painful procedure to bond his bones with adamantium, making him virtually indestructible and more than a match for Victor. And not just in the virtual world, but in the real world in also. In the real world, dude. Um, okay. Um, so. What are the ratings, bro? 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes? Yep. 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb and 40% on a Metacritic. Alejandro, would yeah. you like to guess how many Google users like this in terms of percentage? I, I think about eight of them liked it. So I'm going <laughs> to give it a percentage of 43%. <laughs> you think eight? People, eight Google users in yeah. the realm of Google users yeah. like this, which then equals yep. 43%. 43%. I'm so sorry. You were very wrong. 84%, dude. Oh, that's way higher than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I thought it was going to be in the 60s, but I went with the joke answer because what are you going to do? Dude, a lot of people actually fucking hate this movie because yeah, comic I book buffs. You didn't like this movie from well, the get? No, no, no. I have close ties to this movie. I loved this movie initially. I loved that they had a tie-in with 7-Eleven Slurpee Cups because I had multiple of them. I had a lot of the toys from this. This was right around the time when uh, I was about to grow up and I wanted to hold on to my childhood just a little bit longer. Did you watch this in theaters? I actually watched it in my brother's room. Okay. In, on his laptop because we watched the leaked uh, version of it. Uh-huh. In uh, 2008, I believe, or early 2009, uh, and a version of this film was leaked. And it's actually the same film. It's still 107 minutes, just like the theatrical release. But a couple of lines were changed in the final production, and then all the CGI was finished. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was really interesting. That was actually the first time I watched a movie that was unfinished. So it was really interesting for me to see how much CGI goes into a film. Um, so also, I, I love this movie because for that, I was interested in the, the production of films. What it took to make this film, how it was created what happened afterwards. This is a film that is big to me for that reason because I was able to watch it. Um, I was telling you earlier yeah, to nerd out for a second. When the first X-Men came out, I was a little kid. And my brother had this magazine where they were talking about the movie franchise and where they intended it to go. And they talked about how they were going to make these three origin films, Wolverine, Magneto, and Gambit. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time being really interested in how this franchise was going to unfold because I'd never actually seen a franchise unfold like that or, or at least was aware of it as a kid. So... I was well aware of this film years before it came out. When it did come out, we were super excited for it. My brother had the leaked version of it. We watched it. We watched it in theaters. We were able to tell the differences and like what, what they changed. That is cool. It was a very interesting ride for me because, I, like I said, I got to see how this movie formulated and was created. And that's really what gets me going about movies. So this movie has that special part in my heart. Um, when it was leaked, 15 million downloads happened. I can, and that was very early. I, torrents. Like, we used, I think, uTorrent at that time. It was, like, very early on in the LimeWire days of downloading stuff. I think the laptop my brother downloaded it on, I think it uh, burst into flames. wild, dude, because LimeWire, and I've heard yeah. this on the internet, is basically just an STD yeah, that you voluntarily put onto it's your computer. computer aids. Which is, and I remember my brother just downloading a shit ton of music we used, via LimeWire. We, we also used BearShare. That was another one we used. That's and, a cuter name. And uTorrent was a, was one that we used quite, for quite a while. 
Uh-huh. Um, Damn. And now we don't have to do that anymore. Things are just way more accessible. And like to think there was a time when all that was going on and people were like, who wants to download a movie to their laptop? And we're just like, I, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And I'll pay money for it. Oh, I don't have to pay money? I'll do that instead. We didn't even know what the word stream was unless we were... Peeing. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I was going to say. This had a budget of $150 million. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much it made back? You know, I don't know the exact number, but I'm going to do the math because I, I was uh, reading an article on this and it made about 2.5 uh, what it spent. So 150, that's uh, three, that's uh, 3.7 mil, 3.75 mil. It or made 300, three, sorry, that doesn't make any sense. $375 million, something like that. Final answer. Final answer. It made. Three hundred and seventy-three hundred million dollars. So even with fifteen million illegal downloads prior to the release, it still made a shit. You ton know, of this money. had a lot of behind it. They told us that it had Deadpool for the first time, Gambit for the first time. We got to see where Wolverine comes from. Hugh Jackman was do it was supposed to bring back the goodness to this x-men franchise because after last stand i think a lot of fans were kind of they're tired disappointed of their dude um 20th century fox this was i do think the true decline of 20th century fox is marvel films though i think this um proved that 20th century fox didn't know what they were doing with what the properties they had uh and also at this time i think spider-man 3 had also just come out proved that sony didn't know what they were doing either yeah well this had destroyed like the rest of the x-men origins franchise like you were talking about like they were supposed to do x-men origins magneto which then Mm -hmm. turned into x-men first class which from what i read about what x-men magneto was supposed to be it was going to be that Mm -hmm. it was going to be pretty much exactly that yeah okay and then they got rid of x-men origins gambit and i was i wasn't really sold with the guy who played gambit yeah varsity blues (laughs) yeah uh, varsity blues uh not really sold on him what i do think this movie did right and you kind of have to take your comic book buff uh hat off i think that this was just kind of a love letter uh to characters that don't get enough recognition in the franchise like they put in the blob the blob this is the only time he really pops up in the franchise i think great actor shitty character i i really liked him in this yeah. i uh, like that actor in anything he does actually um who's that actor um and what's he from do you know his name is kevin durant and not kevin durant the basketball player Stop. it ends with a d <laughs> kevin durant <laughs> oh okay durand yeah he's in um... I thought you were fucking with me for a second no, oh, he's in a bunch. So X-Men Origins, he was in Robin Hood. He plays uh, his big friend in the Robin Hood with Russell Crowe. Okay. Uh, I Am Four, Walk Tall, Real Steel, he's The a Captive, boy. Legion, The Strain. He's in Primal. He's in Smoking Aces. He's in 310 to Yuma, Wild Hog. Damn, so he's he probably, was also he's in Lost a, for a couple a of, of episodes. A few episodes. I actually think more like three episodes, three seasons. He's in Big Mama's House 2, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. He was in uh, Austin Powers, A Spy Who Shagged Me. He was in Cosmopolis. He was in Noah's Ark. He was in uh, K-9 P.I., which is <laughs> looks like... K-9 P.I.? <laughs> Are you telling me that there is a dog private investigator? Hi, uh, Jeff. Tell us to watch that one next. Hey, Jeff, you got some competition, and it's a dog. Let me just throw out real quick a couple of the actors who are in this film. You know Hugh Jackman helms it as Wolverine. Yes. Of course he does. Not his best work as Wolverine. Not even, I think, his best acting as Wolverine. But he's in it doing Wolverine. Yeah. Um, he I is... still thought it was pretty solid. Like, I, I... I didn't think it was Wolverine, though. Again, if you don't know anything about comic books... This is a great movie. This is a great film for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you're somebody's mom, 
you're gonna like this movie. If you if you're <laughs> well, somebody's mom that likes like, Hugh Jackman, oh um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. Or if your son is like loves X Men and you don't know anything about it, watch this film. Yeah, this it'll be a fun ride nonetheless. But if you read comic books as a kid, don't and watch it. They really tried to smush a bunch of different comics uh, into and not this comedians. movie. Um, not stand-up comedians, but yeah, like the whole first six minutes of uh, the movie where it's trying to show uh, Logan and Sabretooth as uh, children and really just try to say like, hey, uh, you guys are brothers. Yeah. They, that was like a whole uh, comic series smushed into yeah, six the, minutes. The story of Wolverine's origins, or at least the James Howlett story of where he comes from, is a like a very big staple in Marvel lore. Uh, and they definitely boil it down to literally three minutes yeah they boiled like a hundred <laughs> issues into three minutes logan wakes up as a child and you find out he that he's constantly sick he's got for like some cholera, reason or like tuber- he's got like doc holiday tuberculosis cough and literally his brother's first line is you're always sick which is something that no brother should say to another person and logan says well when you were my age you used to be just as sick and Sabretooth has nothing to say <laughs> yeah you showed me you got me kid and then his dad comes in quote air quotes dad comes in and it's like don't worry james you'll be fine then some drunk man comes in downstairs and is yelling for the mom i guess mm-hmm. and he's like hey um leave schreiber little boy go handle that and he's like it's not my name he's calling which honestly that's why he should be down there protecting his mom. Yeah. Uh, because maybe that's not even his mom. I don't know. Maybe the dads are the ones There's who made There's a lot of dudes. family so issues going on. I will say what they did a really good job of, though, was what? in the opening title scene was the like blow through of all the wars that I they fought. That, I that think, was beautiful. Yes. I think I that is it. one of the best title sequences in any superhero film. It was great. It, it, that is how it should have started. You saw, yeah, they should have cut out the first six minutes. We yeah. could have found out later that they were brothers. We would have figured out through that montage that they're brothers. Mm-hmm. Because that those kid actor, the kid actor that played uh, Wolverine, not Bad. that good. But the kid actor who played Sabretooth. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty yes. good. <laughs> you get a 6.5 from me. Um... So, I'm sorry, a few of the actors who are in this film, just so you know. Yeah, let's jump straight into it. Is Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Uh, <laughs> you know, the entire time watching this movie, I couldn't get that out of my head. Because you said that so many times. So now when I say his name, I sound even more like a fob because I'm saying huge in my head. I'm saying that's huge Ackman. <laughs> and now when I talk to people, I'm afraid to talk about Hugh Jackman because I'm going to call them. You mean huge Ackman? Yeah, huge Ackman. Uh, leave Schreiber. Lynn Collins, who I've never really seen in quite a few things, but she is uh, I, gorgeous. She is gorgeous, and I, I want to say this, and I this is me proving to women that I observe more than just your objective beauty, but I observe how much effort is put into the eyebrows, because wow. Lynn Collins has some beautiful eyebrows. You don't often hear that compliment from a man. And you know, yeah, and you guys might be thinking, oh, Christian, you're just objectifying her by complimenting her eyebrows. No, 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 no. Eyebrow art mm-hmm. is an art form. I have a girlfriend and I have friends that are girls that care Ooh, we lots about their eyebrows. There's threading. Uh-huh. There's uh, microblading. Uh-huh. There's nanoblading. I'm not going to get too deep into it. You know what it is. Lynn Collins has some banging eyebrows. Thanks for that. Um, also starting in this film is Ryan Reynolds. We already, already talk about Kevin Durant. Uh, Will I Am. A gentleman by the name of Danny Huster, Hustler. Mm-hmm. Um, 
than Daniel Henney. And uh, everyone else doesn't really matter because... Uh, there's one person that matters, the guy that plays um, Bradley, who's the mutant that could manipulate electricity. He plays Mary from the Lord of the Rings franchise. But you wouldn't he, know. You didn't see that franchise. Um, his name is Dominic Monaghan. He's also in Lost, and he's the one who says, not Penny's boat on his hand. Does he say that? Well, he doesn't say it. He's, um, spoilers, drowning to death, but he <laughs> writes on his shit. hand, I not haven't Penny's seen Lost. <laughs> now I don't want to watch it even more. <laughs> um, my, his favorite, my favorite memory of Lost is when um, the fat guy runs up to him and he's like, uh, hey, do you know how to open the hatch? And he's playing a guitar. He goes, no, but if you hum it, maybe I can figure it out. You know, with Lost, <laughs> <laughs> you make me more and more confused with this because you've talked about Lost. I told you, no, dude. No, we already made a bet that for that, that day. Fall. You made a bet for that day and I, was, and I won that bet for that day, by the way, BT dubs. <laughs> um, so this falling that nobody saw is a different thing. But Anyways. everyone heard it sounded like a plane crashed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Like an You're distracting plane. from my favorite movie. Let's get back to this shit. <laughs> For you listeners out there. For you baddies still out there. don't know. My name is Alejandro. No, that's not what oh. I was going to say. Alejandro stacked about seven bang cans on the table. No, it's actually one core silver bullet. Two List it out, bangs. <laughs> Listen it out. <laughs> A truly seltzer hard drink. Are you proud of yourself that <laughs> you've listed... Not only are there bang energy drinks in there, but some alcoholic beverages, too. I am not ashamed of my life. Love me, world! <laughs> They'll try to. Let's just talk about things that are important. This movie. Yes. We can do six things. That's a with specific our senses. number. Okay. We can smell. We can touch. We can taste. We can look. We can feel. We can hear. But there's other things that humans can do. What? Like heal rapidly or teleport. Or talk like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Or uh, be really fat. Or grow really long fingernails. So there's weird things that apparently make you a mutant. Yeah. And also good enough to be a hitman squad. Yes. I took a, a, about a 60-minute shower today uh, thinking about how I would have made this film. 60 minutes? Be- are, how are you not looking like a raisin right now? Because I, I was lost in thought. Um, can I just take four to six minutes? how I would have written this X-Men Origins film. That's a thick amount of time. Can for... I take two minutes? There we go. That's better. Go ahead. And your time starts now. Thank you. X-Men Origins Wolverine opens with same title sequence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then we get to the scene where they are not actually going... Um, they're, they're drafted to be on this Weapon X team. We meet all these people who are on it, the, but they're not going to find this like adamantium meteor. They're on a hit squad. They're going to assassinate people. And who they're going to assassinate in Africa is this guy they call Eric Lencher. And then they go meet him, and he's actually Magneto. And they have this big fight. And in the fight, Magneto takes this metal that he has and fuses it to the bones of Logan. And that's how Logan gets gets his metal claws. I know I'm not sticking to the comic book lore, but this movie didn't either. Yeah, so that's way it. off. So Magneto forces this metal into his bones and then and then convinces Logan to be on his side. And so Logan thinks he's fighting for mutants. And then after he realizes that he's not, he's actually killing humans, he decides to go back to Weapon X. And Weapon X says, okay, well, we need you to kill the one bad mutant, Charles Xavier. And so he goes on this assassination mission to kill Charles Xavier. But as soon as he gets there, Charles wipes his memory and makes him think that he's part of the X-Men team. And now the X-Men team have Wolverine on his side, and he's going to go and fight against this Weapon X team that has Sabretooth and the Blob and all these bad guys who have now teamed up with Magneto. Boom. 
Brotherhood of Evil, X-Men versus the Brotherhood of Evil. Now it all makes sense why Wolverine's in the X-Men. So that's more of like an organic transition into it because it was kind of shooting in Did this not make movie. Sense. It doesn't make and, and we even spent about 20 minutes figuring it out. It doesn't fit canonically into the X-Men franchise. They even spent a whole movie proving that this movie doesn't exist. It's Yeah, they, they really had a board meeting. 20th Century Fox sat down, had a board meeting. They were brainstorming, how could we make yeah. it so that X-Men Origins Wolverine Doesn't matter. never existed? Because right? at the very end of this movie, spoiler alert, when all the mutants that are stuck on that island are freed, who shows up? Literally Spock, because that's not Charles Xavier, because <laughs> he's not in a wheelchair. It's Spock. Or not Spock, I'm sorry. Uh, John, oh, I was going to say, that's a different person. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Captain Picard, excuse me. Uh, I'm not Patrick a Stewart. Uh, yeah, he shows up. He, was he standing? He was walking. Oh my god! He's walking. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Um, did you and say walking with the Christopher Walken accent? Thank you. Caught that. Um, um, catch this, bitch. I want to tell you about. That's extremely rude, <laughs> but okay. Uh, I want to talk about some of the cameos that they had uh, because they could have been really cool comic book cameos. Yes. Uh, just like a comic book does, they sometimes tie into other issues and other things. I think this movie did a good job of having other heroes pepper in. Mm -hmm. Where they messed up was none of these heroes are playing to how their comic book hero is at all. No, it's kind of like I said before, this is a love letter to those characters that didn't get enough love. This is a love letter to those characters who didn't get enough love written by somebody who only saw one uh, episode of the X-Men cartoon. <laughs> this is written by someone that played an X-Men video game that uh, is like the third in the franchise of video games. There was a video game for this game, actually. There was. I kept on trying to do research on this fucking movie, and the video game kept popping up before the movie. And, you know, you can tell that this movie made was made with the intention to have a video game tie-in because there's very clear, like, boss fights in the movie mm -hmm. and, like, level up. Are, like, you see Wolverine literally like, all right, now he learns how to fight. Now he learns how to fight with metal in his claws. Now he fights this. Like, you see yeah. him progress and learn how to be Wolverine. They, they pulled a, a Star Wars. Remember when they were trying to birth Star Wars, they had a, an entire franchise in mind. Meaning not just the movie, but like a line of toys, a line of video games, uh, a line of spin-offs. That's, that's what they were doing with this. Yeah, and um, you know. Someone's got to shit the bed, and 20th Century Fox did. They shat that bed. I, I did find an article uh, written in 2013, right before the Wolverine came out, the one where he goes to Japan yeah. and learns how to be a samurai. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy. It's a good, actually kind of a cool film. It was directed by the same person that did Logan. Which is a fantastic film. If you have oh, not seen Logan yet. And, and that Wolverine, compared to this Wolverine? Not the same character. No, not at all. That guy's way more jaded, way angrier. More realist, more real. But still comes from a place of love where he's still heroic because he's protecting a little girl. But that's not the movie we're reviewing. No, but I, I read an article on uh, Wired.com written by this lady named uh, Rachel Eden. Okay. Um, she does not like this film, and I honestly can't blame her, but she points out quite a few facts. That this movie um, seems to not understand the fact that wolverines are not wolves. <laughs> Q um, is dying on this hill. Multiple times does this film make a point to make it seem like Wolverines howl at moons or that Wolverines are like these grandiose hunters. Wolverines, in, in Rachel Eden's words, are just like the largest form of the ferret. And yeah. And, and that is a fact. Not even in just her words, but in the words of uh, anything factual and anthropologist. They are the largest member of the weasel family. Yeah, they're not even uh, canids. No, not at all. And... 
you know, they are badass animals. And kind we, of. Uh, but they're small, stinky animals like the Wolverine character who is not portrayed that way in any of the Hugh Jackman I feel movies. like they just chose the word Wolverine because it sounds cool. It's a cool-sounding well, name. If I can nerd out again, in the comic book, it makes sense because he is a short, hot-tempered, right. angry character who was initially sent to kill Charles Xavier in the comics mm-hmm. and uh, and that's how he went to got to meet the X-Men also what people kind of tend for tend to forget is in most of Marvel comics Wolverine in the Weapon X program was Canada's response to America's uh, Captain America super soldier serum so the fact that America had Captain America, Canada wanted to have their own version, so they created the Weapon X program, and they had all these trials and errors. So Wolverine is essentially a super soldier Canadian version of Captain America. Ooh, that's really cool. I like when you nerd out. Because I, you know, as much as I love the X-Men franchise, yeah. I'm a fucking fake when it comes to liking, to being a yeah, superhero to be, fanatic. To deep into it, yeah. Because I never read comic books. I only ever digested, like, the cartoons mm-hmm. and, like, the movies that came out. Which I remember growing up, I always thought that those weren't real lore. And now as we've grown and those have become bigger franchises themselves, those have created their own lore and it's tied into its own thing. And, and I now appreciate the cartoons and stuff a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, because I was one of those nerds that's right ladies, you know, <laughs> ladies i am single <laughs> if you want a guy <laughs> that likes that? comic books and magic tricks and legos and uh, stacking beer cans too alejandro is single as fuck oh, oh, don't be depressed now dude <laughs> you know what doesn't depress me what the fight scene between Sabretooth and wolverine in the bar I will say that was this was a time we said this before the episode. This was a before time where superheroes needed to be jujitsu um, MMA masters, mm-hmm. where they could still just like have grunting hard fights. That's what's cool, and it fits with their characters. Yes, because with Sabretooth and Wolverine, they're not doing anything gracefully. They're no, oh, very no. fucking brute about it. They're picking each other up. They're just going for it. There is no grace when they're fighting each other. They're uh, they're playing dirty. And they're that's throwing what, logs, yeah. Yeah, and I fucking love it. And like, it's uh, what makes this movie also good with that. Or their storyline, bless you, bless you. Yeah, yeah, coronavirus. Is that, <laughs> don't, don't say that to the mic. I, want the, I don't want the listeners thinking, man, have you heard these two podcasters? One of them has corona. <laughs> no, we'll bleep all of that. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, um, the fact that they're two brothers, like, it's that, that conflict of, like, you know, uh, they're so completely different. And they almost turn it into, like, they have a very good set. So about halfway through this film, they kind of give up. Yeah. And you can see it in the fact, like, they really do a good job of doing this, like, brother mentality of, like, we are very different and jaded towards each other, yet we know that we are brothers. And then in the end, it turns into like a rom-com where they're just like, no one bullies my little brother. Yeah, Sabretooth comes out of the cut. And uh, when you think he's the antagonist the entire time, the main antagonist is William Stryker. And uh, he's just like, you know, a family over anything. Yeah, he pulls a Dominic Toretto. Yeah. Uh, and Gambit pulls a Han Solo where he literally comes flying in to save the day. Literally. He drops off Wolverine, disappears for a bit. In a ship that he won in a card game, again likening him to Han Solo mm-hmm. and then comes back and flies in and saves the day. He um the main and the main fight, the big big boss fight essentially, is against uh Weapon Eleven. Who they make a point not to say Deadpool mm-hmm. because that's not Deadpool. It's a manipulated version of Wade Wilson. They so apparently they have apparently and also so did they take 
um, DNA from like all of those kids too and put yeah. that in. So then how come he wasn't super fast then? And how come he didn't turn into like because diamonds Quicksilver and shit? was there and uh, Lynn Collins' sister, yeah. uh, Silver Fox's uh, they, sister. They stopped them from getting their DNA? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Or was that already put into. They don't like. Uh, it's kind so of this confusing what's going on in that lab. This is where it fucks up. And, and, and I don't know if you know this or not, but um, Wade Wilson in the beginning is played by Ryan Reynolds. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't recognize okay. him. So he's playing Wade Wilson, and that is Deadpool. And they make a point to give him swords just like Deadpool and the smart mouth, the merc with a mouth, just like Deadpool. But Yeah, I, I liked Ryan. Uh, I liked Wade Wilson mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning, in the like, first few scenes where they're on that... Um, in the elevator? That project. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, in the he, elevator. He is, a, he is a shining light in the Weapon X program. Yeah, definitely. He was a toned-down version of the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool in the actual Deadpool movies. You can tell that they were there were shackles on the writers of Ryan Reynolds' yeah. character. They gave him a little bit of wiggle room to be kind of smart, quick, and witty. Yes, and in fact, in the leaked version of it, and uh, these are not my words, these are from the movie, uh, there's a scene in the airplane where Sabretooth and Deadpool kind of have a back and forth, and um, uh, Sabretooth calls him a faggot. And they cut that out in, in the final theatrical version, not a shocker, mm-hmm. um, but they change it to... Um, you got a smart mouth or something like way yeah. different. Um, but that kind of tension, I think actually would have worked if this was, again, they had no control or no shackles. They could have made a rated R Wolverine. This could have been a pretty crazy cool scene. Um, anyways, my point was at the end, weapon 11 mm-hmm. is not played by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So who is it played by? Cause it looked like Ryan Reynolds. It does. They made a point to, in fact, Ryan Reynolds did not know that's how the ending was going to be. What the fuck? He didn't see that ending of Deadpool with Deadpool showing up until the premiere of the movie when he was sitting there with he everybody else. Pissed. He hated it. In fact, so much to the point in Deadpool 2, he makes a point well, to go back and kill him. Well, not only did he hate it, but everybody everyone did. that was well, a fan of Deadpool hated it. And Ryan Reynolds it. is a fan of Deadpool. Like, he was a fan of Deadpool before he was even that Which character. Which is why he plays it so well, because yeah. he has uh, an attachment for that character. And the character to him, it's a really weird art means And it works out thing. so perfectly. I can't imagine anyone else playing Deadpool other than Ryan Reynolds. It's Well, even the character of Deadpool has said that Ryan Reynolds is the perfect casting of him because mm-hmm. uh, he breaks the fourth wall. I um, love it. I love it. So yeah, he had no idea. So when that character came out, it was like this weird, like, what the fuck is this thing? I will say the coolest thing about that character was when they do kill him and cut his head off and his head is falling into that, like... Um, uh, the reactor? Yeah, the nuclear reactor or whatever. His laser vision because he also has laser vision because he has cyclops's dna because they took uh why is cyclops in this film no clue because like i said they just kind of wanted to sprinkle some characters in here they had to sell toys they had to sell toys sell toys they wanted to play on uh on they wanted to capitalize on the fact that they could be like "Ooh, if we put this tiny character in here uh, there's gonna be some fans that'll be like "Ooh, i'm here for I'm here for Cyclops. Yeah, I'm here for Blob. I'm here for Toad. Toad was one of those mutants yep, in there. Yep, which uh, is weird. Anyways, his uh, they cut his head off. He's falling into the reactor, and his laser vision's still going off. That was a crazy cool thing. You don't ever see that again until spinning. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel. When oh, Superman is learning yeah. how to do his eyes, his laser vision, like you don't ever see like, well, yeah, because totally, supposedly laser vision like shoots through things and can cut through anything except for Sabretooth's chest, um, but it can <laughs> cut through everything else. I, except for Sabretooth's chest, 
and Wolverine's, Wolverine's claws. claws. Wolver- they, there was like a Dragon Ball Z moment going on. I read that as like a Star Wars when like the Sith shoots his li- uh, lightning and Yoda just like absorbs it with his lightsaber. And you're like, I don't know if it works like that. It's, my thing is like, why doesn't everyone do that? Like that seems like a shitty Sith power then. Like if you're going to stick to an altered reality where mutants exist and superpowers can be deflected with adamantium, how come it's just not, the reality's not spread with every character? It, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. <sighs> But we're here to defend this film. Yeah, and I think we're doing an okay job because I, you've made fun of me in the past about this before, but I'm a big fan of those characters that don't get enough love. This is this is an ode to the unloved. Yes, this is so That's like title, John Wraith's character played by Will I Am. Who the fuck knew who that was? Um, he gets some love. Um, uh, Wraith, the, I don't even believe Wraith. That was his like power and stuff in the comic books because I remember that name. I don't remember him being like that at all. You know, also, I don't think Wraith was part of Weapon X program. I, I I also don't think Blob was part of the Weapon X program, but I've nerded out enough on this episode. It's okay. And like I feel like the people that are listening to this episode are people that are interested in hearing about X-Men. Or children. Or children. Once again, kids, please don't listen, don't listen to this. Tell your parents to listen to that because <laughs> um, we want those downloads. Yep, for sure. Um, uh, would you rate this film on the ICBTB scale for me, sir? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to give it two different ratings. What? With a comic book <laughs> buff hat on, as much as I can possibly, yeah, um, I'll give that a three out of five. I'll give it, okay. it can't be that bad, right? Agreed. You know, like a little ode to these X-Men characters. Sure. Objectively speaking, not knowing too much about the comics, because I don't know comic book lore that well, I'm... Going to give it a four out of five. Really? Bonkers good way. Yes. Because I genuinely enjoyed it. My I, gut feeling told me, Christian, you like this movie. I'm all the way through two out of five. Bonkers bad two way. Two out of five. But that's still enjoyable. It is like a very outlandish, bonkers film. You do have to turn your brain off and just accept the reality that it is because it is such a bubble of a film. You don't need to watch the other X-Men films. You probably shouldn't <laughs> if you like this film um, because this doesn't matter to any of those things. And, uh, you know, I think it's uh, it's bonkers in a good way. Much like the campiness of George Clooney's Batman or Xanadu, uh, it's right up there. Who was your favorite character that you saw in this movie? It should have been Gambit, but they didn't do a good enough job. Dude, yeah. It's honestly the blob. Really? I like the blob quite a bit. I he's, agree. He's, he's holding a 7-Eleven Slurpee. Classic. When he's in the boxing ring trying to lose weight, he's absorbing hits. He's very sensitive about his weight. Yep. Wolverine Super goes sensitive. to says, hey, bub, and he thinks that- Did you call me blob? blob? Which is a cool tip of the hat of how blob got his name uh-huh. in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, not sure how he gets his name in the comic book series. But um, yeah, I thought he was fucking dope. A lot of people are talking shit about how he s- sticks his hand uh, in the tank, the tank cannon, and blows up the tank, and his fist is just kind of burning. He's just like, eh. it's nothing. What is the Blob's superpower? Is it just super strength, and he just gains weight? Yeah, well, I think in the comic book, it's that he has so much mass that he can absorb like her pain and stuff. Oh my god! But in this movie, apparently he's indestructible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess apparently that's... he's Mr. Incredible, and he got fat. That's all it was, yeah. yeah. Mr. Incredible only got a little chubby. This guy got morbidly obese. This is the story of the Incredibles if Mr. Incredible didn't get his shit together. Pretty much. I'm curious as to like how the Blob's health is. is you think he's okay? No, he has cholesterol through the roof. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Being a mutant that could absorb pain? And he's going to live to like 103 because that's how the world fucking works. Uh, <laughs> in what, the X-Men realm? Only the good die young. Thank you, Billy Joel. Um, 
Best person on Ted Ward. Ooh, you're gonna have to go first because this this one was difficult for me. So I'm I'm thinking between two people. Uh, well, why don't we throw a coin in the air and you can pick? Okay. Okay. Well, who are your two people? Um, it's gonna go. I. Hugh Jackman for agreeing to do this movie, <laughs> <laughs> and um, also the director for uh, deciding to finish it. Gavin Hood. Yes. Yeah. Um, honestly, you should probably give it to Gavin Hood. Why is that? Because he he did a really good job on set. I mean, well, Hugh Jackman does a, an adequate job, but in comparison to his other iterations of Logan, this is not his best work. Mm-mm. This no. is not even his most understood of the char- understanding of the character. Well, if you're gonna compare this to anything, this is not gonna be the best work of. Anything. Well, let's not be a dick here, Christian. <laughs> well, no, because there's some good X Men movies. Like, if you're gonna co- compare this to Logan, this is crap. But objectively speaking, still a good movie. If you're mm. gonna compare uh, compare this director's work to the director that did Logan, it's gonna be a crappy movie. I agree. So, your best person on set award is? Uh, I'm gonna give it to the director. What's Gavin his name? Hood. Gavin Hood. I'm giving it to Lee Schreiber. Ooh, that's a good one. He plays a very interesting Sabretooth who is consistent throughout the film and arguably the closest to the comic book lore of a character than anyone else is doing. He was Except scary. for maybe Ryan Reynolds is dead. He was but uh, even then, that was weird. Legitimately scary. Yeah. He was, As a kid, that used to scare me. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. When did, this came out 2009, well, meaning I guess. that you were 16, <laughs> meaning that what you're saying is that Leif Schreiber scared you as a 16-year-old. You guys, you can follow me on Instagram at call underscore me Jesus. And you can follow me at Christian Has Asthma. And you can follow the podcast at ICBTB Podcast. Um, and we would like to do a new thing where I say Christian. What? And you say yes. Yes. And then we say goodnight. I don't like that. That makes me sound stupid. One last thing before we sign off. <laughs> do you want to give uh I do want to give the writers an honorable mention with Deadpool in this. Oh, the ri- you want to give the writers of Deadpool credit? No, of this movie. Oh, the writers Because okay. it was a bold move of them sewing the mouth shut. It's a bold risky that's a, But that's not move. Deadpool, that's Weapon it's 11. It's not. That's Weapon 11 and I get it. They I think it's a joke on uh, Wade Wilson because he talks too he's much and he's a smart mouth. mouth. Did you see the post-credit scenes? No, actually. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, it's of uh, uh, Weapon 11 and it's showing him quote-unquote dead and <laughs> all he does is shush the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, bold moves. Didn't execute. Uh, it didn't pull so through. So when the film came out to theaters, yeah. there were two post-credit scenes. You either saw the military police coming up to Stryker and being like, hey, are you are you Stryker? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, come with us. Or you saw the Deadpool picking, uh, you know, essentially picking up his head sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and it was weird that they only sent it to 50-50 of the theaters. So some people saw one, some people saw the other. So people would get together and be like, hey, do you see the post-credits? Yeah, that was weird how like, the police got, went to Walter Stryker and people would be like, no, the post-credit scene was Deadpool's hand and hit the head. And people were like, no, it was it was, it was stupid. What a bold choice. Why would, Did they like they kind of understand. organize it geographically? I don't know what the rhyme or reason was, but they didn't send it to every studio. That's, or every theater. Why didn't they, they just keep it. it streamlined with everything? Because so they that, didn't understand post-credit scenes in 2009. Like, I understand secret endings and whatnot. Put both of them in there. But, like, stick with one or else people are going to be confused. We're getting a Snyder Cut version of Justice League. Do you think there's a director's cut version of this film that's good? Uh, no. I mean, I feel like, I feel like this Since is what they Since he's your best had. person on set award. Um, pff, no, I feel like this is the best that he could have made it. Uh, this is this is kind of project. This is like a sandwich that they made and they didn't think twice about it. They're like, okay, I'm like, just going to okay. fucking eat this sandwich. I guess it's bologna and Swiss. That's all we have. Yeah, that's all the ingredients that I have. 
Um, and there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Think I, about it, bro, and, and say it. I completely forgot. Um, mm, I guess that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen back to this later and be like, "Fuck, I should have said this." But whatever. Uh, any last words, dude? Just that the director of the film hasn't done much. Gavin Hood. Yeah. Um, you think this destroyed his career? Maybe as a director. It looks like he has quite a few acting credits. Okay, maybe he's just, yeah, he could just be an actor now. If he's still working, he's still working. Uh, but I'm going to say bye now. Goodbye. Okay, I remember what the fuck I wanted to talk about. It's about how Kayla, uh-huh. uh, a.k.a. Silver Fox, Fakes her own death. Uh-huh. Twist. Spoiler alert. By using a bag of blood, which is essentially hydrochlorothiazide, which is a blood pressure diuretic. No, but the, the bag of blood is different. Wait, the bag what? of blood is just evidence. Oh, that's what you're talking about. No, say, yeah, Sabretooth has like he has like a bag of blood with him and spills it all over her body. She prior to that she takes hydrochlorothiazide, which is a blood pressure diuretic, which she says in the movie lowers her. Uh, heart rate to essentially zero so she's basically dead but i did research on it no it just monitor it just moderates your blood pressure keeps you it keeps it very healthy and now christian you are upset and standing up you are very mad about this point dude with with where you're when you're spending over a hundred million dollars on a film you could get some consultation about what what? Did we not establish that they did no research at all that we and the audience who have listened to this episode know more about wolverines than the people who wrote this film? Yes. This is we not even, streamlined with the animal Wolverine. We didn't even talk about the fact of how they totally ripped off Inuit th- uh, folklore. That's right. When they were talking about Cuckoo Kachu. And, and, and Bastard. Well, that's very insensitive of you. I'm just quoting Ku- Logan. It's, it's called. Ku- Do you even know? Kuyakan. Coca-Cola. Kuyakan? Kuya is a Tagalog word for big brother. Kuyakan is actually the Aztec god of water. But still, that's not what you're fucking. This is not. This is the point. This is neither here nor there. Bingo, dude. Bottom line: hydrochlorothiazide cannot be used to fake your own death. And also, they don't care about Inuit culture in this film. No, but we're defending this movie once again. I give it a four out of five. That's why this is at the end of the episode. <laughs> Fuck this film. See you later. <laughs>